The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les Aria. And I'm David Hanscom, and we're excited to be here today. And today we're going to talk about another phase of what's called acceptance and commitment therapy. And this is Dr. Arya's life. This is what he does. So he's teaching me a tremendous amount about this. And so we're going to talk about acceptance or act in action. And we're going to talk about one specific part of it called catch. Correct. Uh, And David, just for the audience, uh, let's start with a quote and then we'll get into this. Let's uh, today's quote. Thoughts are like lenses through which we look at our world, Stephen Hayes. And what that quote is saying is, you know, are we aware of what we're looking through? And that doesn't have to be just thoughts. Are you aware when the thoughts, the emotions, and the physical sensations seem to dominate you? And basically, we're looking through them, and then we become them because we over-identify with them. And in today's podcast, what we want to do is we want to really have you become fully awakened to these issues. Are you aware when you are not in the present moment? Right. And as we talked about before this podcast started, I mean, this has been one of the most profound changes in my life because actually one of my identities was being aware and it was actually the opposite. So I was fixated on my identity of being aware, which actually takes me out of awareness. But Les, can you just review really briefly in a couple sentences what acceptance and commitment therapy is? And again, we're we're titling this series Act in Action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, audience, one of the things is ACT is a behavioral intervention or a therapy that helps us live more in the present moment using values to move towards what matters to us in life. What does that mean? It basically means this, is ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy, helps us undermine the influence of the thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. And that's what this whole podcast is about today is, do you recognize when these things, thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations dominate us? And David, it's almost um, like we're in a trance. And so we want to get people like, you know, 
I don't want to say the word like, you know, to wake up, you know, and, um, but the reality is we're walking around in a daydream with these thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. So act basically helps you undermine so it doesn't influence you as much and you are left in charge versus your thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. So I'm going to sound like a victim for a second because that's my favorite role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this, but they're here to, in all of our defenses, it's a way the human race is programmed. I mean, this is what we're taught. And what I've learned from some recent neuroscience books, and I've known about neuroplasticity for a long time, is that most mammals have in a capacity to actually take care of themselves very quickly. And humans are completely dependent. And it takes us at least 12 to 14 years to become competent enough to take care of ourselves in this planet. Most mammals don't have language. So we're almost 100% programmed by interaction with our friends, family, environment, stresses, et cetera. And so we're always reacting to stay alive. So the key issue is anytime you're anxious or frustrated, you sense danger. That's a automatic survival reaction, which is incredibly powerful compared to our conscious brain, which is not very powerful. So we're programmed by our past. So anytime you're anxious or frustrated, something in the past was triggered by the present. So by definition, if you're anxious or frustrated, you're actually in the past, you're actually not in the present moment. But since we spent our entire life trying to survive and thrive, we're always trying to solve problems, we're always trying to avoid anxiety, that's the way we're programmed. And if I hear you correctly, that act really is a way of becoming aware of that process and then making some choices to program your brain differently. That's correct, David. And we'll, I'm going to use the ACT language so we all can have the same lingo as when we are psychologically inflexible, inflexible, we actually have a lot more suffering. We tend to feel this anguish. We feel the depression. We feel the anger. We feel the fear, the anxiety. And so what ACT does, it teaches us to be psychologically flexible. And what is that? Well, that's what we're talking about today in this episode. And in the next two episodes, we'll be talking about the other two concepts. So all in all, we're trying to teach you to catch, check, and choose, which is a way of becoming psychologically flexible, reducing your suffering, and actually feeling better about moving towards what matters the most to you. David, you said something very important. I wanted the audience to really hang their hat on this. You said sometimes when we're, uh, when we're not in the present moment, we're feeling this, this, you know, the sadness, this anger, this fear, this anxiety. You said, if you actually pause for a second, just pause for a few seconds and just ask yourself, where am I? And if you actually can hear some chatter that truly does not matter, uh, that's in your head. If you actually pay attention to is whenever you notice you're in the past, you will notice you may feel some sense of sadness kick in. A lot of people who are depressed tend to be stuck in the past of regrets and resentment and things that weren't able to accomplish or things that got in their way, such as the chronic pain or a failed marriage. And so that's the, that's if when we're stuck in the past, we tend to feel this deep sadness, not always, but for the most part. When you are in the future, we tend to get very anxious and fearful of things we cannot control, but we're trying to control. When you're in judgment of self and others in situations, we notice a greater sense of anger and reactions. So when we're not in the present moment, we could be in one of these 
you know, psychological states where we're just kind of spinning. So it's no wonder that David, at the bottom of your email, what does that say um, about reactivity? Well, I mean, the thing is, what you just said is exactly right. Um, is that the problem is that this is the way you were raised in normal. You don't have any idea this other, I mean, what we're talking about is like a fourth dimension or a different planet. So I went to a process called Hoffman, which is a very organized awareness process. And what happens is that my, your parents' patterns play out in your life. And, and what happens, you um, become a reflection of your parents' patterning, whether you adopt the patterns or reject them, the patterns are still there, but also society, your friends and your family. So we're just sort of, I'll use the word robots in a way, just playing out our past. And so what was humbling to me is that I was always angry, always frustrated. Um, I was a perfectionist, self-critical. And so this idea of just sort of being agitated and frustrated all the time was just normal. I didn't know there's another choice. And so even as we've had this conversation today, it's incredibly sobering to realize I realized I lived the first 50 years of my life in that mode. I had no clue. It's only when I completely fell apart that I realized, well, this isn't working very well, but I still didn't know what to do. So creating awareness, the first step in creating awareness is understanding when you're unaware. And, and when you hear these rules or ideas, you go, whatever. So it's really hard to know when you're unaware because it's your reality, it's your frame of reference. So I have a little saying from reactive to creative. In other words, anytime you're anxious or frustrated, you're not in the present moment, you're reacting. And this powerful reaction covers up creativity. So your brain physiologically actually goes offline. You actually cannot think clearly and creativity somewhat disappears or completely disappears. So anger and awareness cannot exist in the same room. So I wrote a list, which is a short list of some of the clues to unawareness. Do you want me to talk about those a little bit less? Yeah, I think that's perfect because, you know, now that we've, um, you know, deciphered the fact is why does someone feel so angry or anxious or, you know, um, depressed or sad is because they're mental time traveling. And so it'd be helpful for the audience now to hear some clues on how do they know if they're not in the current moment, the present moment. So this is, again, a little bit of an autobiography here, and it's, again, a little bit hard for me to read, but here's the thing. So awareness comes in if you have a rigid opinion about almost anything, somebody's character, religion, politics, whatever it is, if you're, if you're rigid opinions, you're still taking your past and projecting it onto the present. So you're not going to learn. If you already have an opinion about something, how can you learn? Being told that you're stubborn or not listening which again, people told me that for years, but of course I was a good listener, interrupting somebody else to offer your opinion before you actually hear theirs, being quote, right, or consistently think about something else besides what you're doing. Uh, a big one, which is very humbling, is thinking that you're wiser than your children. You're the parent, they're the child, you've put a label on them, you can't see what they're saying. Acting on impulse, again, you're reacting, you're not actually being creative. We said this several times, I'll say it again, anytime you're anxious or frustrated, by definition, you're simply not in the present moment because something in the present kicked up something from the past. Then the final one is judging yourself or others negatively or positively, by the way. Doesn't matter, labels are labels. You say, hey, what a great guy or what a great girl. They just said something from your past that was positive, but you don't know who they are. It's just your, your projections got kicked up. So if you're being um, judgmental 
um, being persistently critical of your spouse, partner, or children, giving unasked for advice, gossiping. Those are all things that give you a clue that you're simply not aware. And, you know, you're so used to doing these things, at least for me, it was just my life, my normal life. And, you know, I was successful and I had a marriage and I did my thing. And you actually can be personally successful, but when these characteristics are running the show, you may be okay in a way, but it creates havoc with people around you. It doesn't create a peaceful life. Let's put it that way. Right. Absolutely. And to have a peaceful life, you have to sow. So, so the present moment. So letting go, being aware of what is pushing you around, which is another part of this awareness, David, that you spoke about. And um, I like those, those clues you gave us because it helps us navigate, are we in the present moment or not? And so we can take a look at our behaviors. And one of the things that I'd like the audience to know and practice is this, is come into your body. So take what David just said. And how do you know when you're in judgment? How do you know when you are uh, mental time traveling? Well, if you take, if you just pay attention to your body right now, David, you can just do this for a few seconds. It's just drop into your body, which basically means is scan your body and just notice where you're holding on to tension. And if there's an emotional charge that you're experiencing right now, it's most likely you've been mental time traveling and stockpiling it in your body. So for example, if I got onto this podcast and I was wondering what I'm going to do later on today and the things I need to do. And while I'm talking to David and David's talking to me, I'm actually in the future. I'll notice that the left side of my body tenses up. Yeah, for me right now, I just can tell you in both the backs of my shoulders and you're going to call me down, Dr. Aria. (laughs) That's That's your job this morning. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're going to calm me down. And um, that's what I want to go, go a little bit more deeply into the fact of unawareness. But I just want to review again, which has been really helpful for me, which I just learned a few weeks ago with acceptance and commitment therapy. It's catch, check, and then choose. And so just your, what you're saying today, just being aware that you're unaware or just understanding that maybe I'm not connected at the moment or I'm noticing something that's unpleasant, those are just clues or you call it catching, right? So in simplest terms, catching mm-hmm. is simply knowing that you're not in the present moment. Do I have that right? 
you nailed it. Absolutely. It's, imagine this, David, um, as you know, David, we're going to take a fishing trip. I've been trying to bug David about because he's pretty good at fishing and I don't. I just give him instructions and he just throws the line in. So, <laughs> so I'm serious now, David. Catching is like us up in Washington or somewhere and we're in the boat. We're having a good old time and um, we're just taking that net and we're catching the fish. So if you think of that as you catch your thoughts and emotions and physical sensations with the net, that net is basically our present moment awareness. What are you being aware of? Now, I'd like to give the audience member, uh, uh, audience members a, a couple of other clues here. Is we were talking about the body. So when you have tension in your body, you most are, you can, you can re reassure yourself that you've been mental time traveling and mental time traveling is another way of saying you're not in the present moment. It's as David calls it awareness. And if you notice tension in your body, it's because when you are not in the present moment, it actually activates your threat response. And when your threat response is chronically on in your nervous system, that is your brain, your body. And David, you can speak a little bit more to the inflammation and the threat signal, if you don't mind, after I make a few of these comments is that when you are mental time traveling, which is again, means you're not in the present moment, you're in the past, you're in the future, you're in judgment of self and others in situations, it actually activates your threat signal. And what does that mean? You have tighter muscles in your body, which will sensitize the nervous system, the, the, your chronic pain. If you basically notice that you're constantly reacting when you're not in the present moment, your moods shift. And then another thing, David, that we both practice a lot of is breath. And when you notice your breath is shallow, when you notice your breath is rapid, or you're just holding your breath, you're not in the present moment. You're basically in the trance of the mind. David? Well, I think there's a lot we can say, but I guess what I'm more interested in this morning is that I think that this concept of understanding unawareness is really hard. I mean, because again, your entire, I mean, it's, it's normal to be this way. So why would you want to do something different? So it's really hard to comprehend a different life when you've been programmed by your entire life to be who you are right this second. So these are clues, like if you're tense. So I want to quote you, which you've said multiple times, it's that your physiology determines your psychology. So part of this process is that when you feel threatened, either by thoughts, imaginary or real threats, it does fire up your immune system, but which is humbling and fires up every cell in your body. The immune system encompasses everything, including your brain. So the supporting cells of the brain are called glial cells, and they support the neurons. And half the brain is glial cells and half the brain is neurons. By the way, there's, there's 80 billion neurons in the brain. And the glial cells fire off these inflammatory proteins called cytokines. So your brain itself is inflamed and it's hyperactive and it doesn't feel good. And so again, if that's your normal state, you go, well, okay, that's just what it is. But there's so many simple ways of actually dropping down the inflammatory state. So as you drop down the inflammation, you, you're not reacting to the past. You're able to connect to the present moment. And the present moment, by the way, isn't always pleasant, right? I mean, right, a lot right. of times it's not pleasant, but you get to connect to what is. Correct. And so as you connect to what is, you learn to tolerate unpleasantness. You have to learn how to tolerate that. If you keep fighting, it, of course, becomes worse. We, that's right. a different conversation. So again, the first step, and we just want to focus on one point today of the catch, check, and choose that eventually when we get to the choose part of it, that's the solution. 
And so all we're trying to do today is give you some concepts of how to catch. Hey, Dr. Arya, I now, <laughs> I'm gonna say something a little bit odd here. So what's the reason people don't wanna do this? Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a fantastic question. The simple answer is we do what we do because we're most familiar with what we do. Well, we also don't wanna feel bad. Right, so absolutely. So we get into this tug of war with the mind and the body is we try, and it's a human response. We push bad things out. We want good things in. We want to feel uh, pleasant. We don't like the physical pain. We don't like our negative thoughts. We don't like the raw, intense, yuckiness, messiness of the emotions. So we get into this tug of war with the mind and the body. And in, uh, in the next episode, David, we'll be talking about check. And what is check? Basically, it's about um, are you aware of how hooked you are, hijacked by your thoughts, emotions, and sensations? And are you willing to experience what needs to be experienced? Basically, are you fighting your reality? We'll talk more about that in the next episode. Well, let me go into the dynamic healing model for a second. And we, we're, try, we're starting to clarify our terminology a bit. Mm -hmm. So we know emotional pain and physical pain are processed in similar circuits. And emotional pain hurts. You have the same reaction as you do with physical pain. So why would we want to feel emotional pain when it hurts? We don't. So we do alter things to stuff it. So a friend of ours, Dr. D.R. Clausen, brought up a point is that there's a difference between thoughts and emotions. So thoughts are sensory input. They can be pleasant thoughts or unpleasant thoughts, but unpleasant thoughts are a threat. Repressed unpleasant thoughts are even more of a threat because they fire up your body's physiology. So thoughts are the input and the term for them is called unpleasant repetitive thoughts. That's a research term called URTs. And then emotions are what you feel. So what, you, so what you're feeling with emotions is the physiology. So if you're in fight or flight, you feel anxious and frustrated and whatever. And when you're on the beach in the sun drinking a beer, you feel relaxed. So these, these are just physiological states. So the dynamic healing model is you have your stresses or input or your circumstances. Then you have your nervous system that takes all the sensory input through multiple sensors and says, are you safe or are you in danger or in threat? So you have the input, the nervous system, then the outputs, the physiology or the state of your body's chemistry that can be in fight or flight, which you feel agitated and frustrated. And by definition, you're not aware. Or you can be in safety. And then what I didn't realize forever i actually didn't know what safety was that was extremely humbling to me so i was very good about in fact i'll say something that was a little it just hit me right this second is that i remember in high school i was known as the brick and i was i could take on anything i was always calm but i remember telling people is that i don't allow myself to feel really good because i don't want to feel really bad i was at a really tight pattern on my thoughts and emotions and I just got things done I had a great time in a lot of different ways when it came to actually feeling I didn't really give myself permission to do that so that would be the opposite of catch right yeah, yeah absolutely and, and a lot of what you said about your high school by the way when you said brick uh, I thought man you know like hard-headed uh so I'm <laughs> glad you clarified for that because I was going to hop on that and make fun but anyhow david what you're talking about is that that brick part not allowing yourself is really what what's a beautiful segue for us 
to let uh, the audience know is the next episode, we're going to be talking more about that is, and just to quote you is, you know, to, you know, if you want to heal, you have to feel, right? You've started to use that a lot. And the next episode, we'll be talking about when you resist, you know, things just get worse. And for you to heal, it does require you to check to see is how much am I resisting? How much am I fighting with what's showing up? So that's a great, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Um, I think I had a lot of that too, David, just to join in that, but they never called me the brick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the metaphor, well, that's my, that was my own term. I thought I carried it as a badge of honor, by the way. But I also realized, I mean, there's a whole problem that we'll talk about later on this year about the need for mental control. And I did it. I was really good at this. But my life is like a bowling alley with negative emotions on the left and positive on the right. I just had this bowling alley of emotions that I, I allowed myself a certain range of emotions. Mm -hmm. So that would be the opposite. I wasn't catching anything. I was so busy controlling my thoughts and emotions. Right. I wasn't right. aware of anything, but that was my life. And I didn't really catch onto that until I started to fall apart physiologically, mentally, and physically. Wow. Um, I, I had to sort of break apart, but I realized that there was a different reality. So I think that's what I'm hoping. I, I really have watched this happen with hundreds of patients now, and so have you. So you don't have to go all the way to the bottom to figure this out. Correct. And so that's the tools we'll be talking about with the check and choose, particularly the choose part of it. So all we're asking you to do today is just look at your patterns of life and maybe look at some of the ways that you might be unaware. We, we, we created this list here. You also can look it up also on Dr. Arya's website, also my website, backincontrol.com. And just look up, look up the word unawareness. And you'll see those things that I listed today, the clues to unawareness. And there's a whole long list of them. It's not just those, but just a hint of that maybe I'm not connected to this present moment is the first step in figuring this out. Yeah. Any, any other final thoughts today, Dr. Arya, about how to create awareness? I absolutely. I think one of the practices that I do um, from the time my mind um, is uh, knocking at the door when I open my eyes is this, is I teach this to all my patients and is, is this practice. It's, I do it throughout the day. Um, it's gone from a skill to a habit to a lifestyle. Here's what I'm talking about. Throughout the day, especially when you wake up and you sit at the edge of the bed before you launch up and start walking to the bathroom or to the kitchen, is ask yourself, um, where, where am I? And what does that mean? It basically means is pay attention to the stories of your mind. Just make a mental note of whether you're in the past, whether you're in the future or judgment. And there's a fourth category, which I call running commentary, the chatter that does not matter. And so as we... Was, it, I'm sorry, mind, was that a lessism? It, it, yes, it is. The chatter yeah. that doesn't matter? Yeah, oh absolutely. All right, I, now I got the... You just, <laughs> put a kink into my day here i gotta think about uh -oh. this all right so again audience before we say goodbye here david <laughs> the chatter that doesn't matter okay yep, got it yep. so pay attention to when you get off um uh, listening from us here is when you go about your day just every now and then just ask yourself whatever you when you notice a mood shift or you notice your breathing rate has changed or as David mentioned if you notice that you're being kind of rigid about something you're, you're not in the present moment you're being You've been dictated by something in the past, future, or judgment. So pay attention to that. Just simply label it past, past, past. Say it three times and then come back to your breath. That will increase your awareness, past, judgment, future, or the chatter that does not matter. And thank you, mind, and go about your life. 
Dr. Aryu, thank you. I now have something to run my day by. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's good thing. Goodness. <laughs> and uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate your time, and we're excited about um, sharing our thoughts with you. Have a great day. David and Les would love to hear from you about today's podcast and any ideas for future topics. You can email them at david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. That's david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.